Well, praise the wonderful name of Jesus, everyone. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, as you know, we're still in the series entitled The King's Meat. And this week, we're starting a whole new sub-series in that message. It's called Doors. That's right, Doors. You know, there are different doors into our lives that can lead to peace and prosperity, or they can also lead to death and destruction. We're going to talk about opening doors and closing doors. You'll find out a whole lot more in this series, believe me. And today is the title cut of the series, and it's simply called Doors. And I know that you're going to be richly blessed by it. Remember, if you would like to hear this message again, all you have to do is just log on to our website 24 hours a day at www.kingdomrock.org. Or if you already have the Kingdom Rock app installed on your mobile device, well, you know, it's already there. And don't forget, everyone, this Friday is the day. This Friday, March the 15th, 2013 at 7 p.m. We will be at Milltown for the Think Jesus, Think Church event. Churches and ministry groups from all over Harrison County are going to be there. And we're going to lift up the wonderful name of Jesus in this event. And I know that we're going to see revival begin to break out in our community. This is an historical event that you do not want to miss. Following the Friday event, we will be in Carrollton at the Cross right there on Bankhead Highway with Unity at the Cross Ministries at 10.30 a.m. And we're going to be praying that the Lord's will be done in the West Georgia area. So remember, you don't want to forget it. That's this Friday night at Milltown in Bremen, Georgia at 7 o'clock. We will be having the Think Jesus, Think Church event. Yours truly will be speaking, and I know that we're going to have an awesome time. And then following on the following Saturday, Saturday, March the 16th at 10.30 a.m., we're going to pray at the cross in Carrollton right there on Bankhead Highway. And we're going to have just a wonderful time seeking the face of the Lord. You don't want to miss either of these two events. You are invited. Remember to find out more about these events. Just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. All right, without any further ado, here comes today's message entitled Doors, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. All right, well, as you know, we've been in a series for quite a while entitled um, The King's Meat, right? This would actually be part number 11, I believe, part number 11 in that series. And we're still growing strong. Now... As of last week, uh, the marriage portion of it has come to a close. Isn't that something? Uh, I guess somebody didn't pray hard enough this week. I don't know. I just did not get that order from headquarters this week to continue with that. But if you still feel that you need more of that, Pray well enough. Talk among yourselves well enough. Hey, we can have a marriage seminar. Isn't that something? There is still so much more to be uh, added to the marriage message. But before we do all that, I would suggest you go back and hear all the other messages that we've done on that subject. Amen. And then we will definitely make ourselves available. 
bring the word of God in. It's going to be such a great time. All right. But the Lord brings us to another avenue today uh, as we're still in the subject, the king's meat. And of course, Connie, of course, was in my Kool-Aid and then Elder Ware is also in the Kool-Aid this morning. It's the flow of the, the same flow of the spirit. Isn't this wonderful? I'm telling you. Amen. All right. Let's try. Let's pray for a second. Father, we thank you in Jesus name for this day. And for everything that you have planned and ordained to take place at this moment. Lord, we do ask that you would speak to us expressly by your spirit. That you would teach us what we need to know. And that you would help us to grow in the ways that, uh, in your ways, that would be pleasing unto you. Open our ears to hear. Help us have a heart to respond. We ask for great grace today. In Jesus' name, let every heart say amen. Amen. Well, it's a brand new day today. Can you feel the newness in the atmosphere right now? Amen. There is a newness in the atmosphere. It is new. It's like it's brand new. Go ahead and spank that baby. There's a new. You know when the doctor brings the baby, well, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> That, that's how new this day feels. That's how new this day feels. Baby, I mean, fresh out of the womb, spank and cry. That's how new this day feels. You're at Kingdom Rock, don't you realize that? Genesis 4. And we, I know that you passed a lot of good churches to get here this morning. And... Uh, I know the Lord has called you to be here, so I'm thankful that he has a word to give you today. Amen? Amen. All right, Genesis, the fourth chapter, Genesis 4. Very familiar scripture, very familiar. And it reads like this. And Adam knew his, rather, and Adam knew his wife, and she conceived. Rather, and Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived, and bare Cain, and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she bare his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a what? Tiller of the ground. And in process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, um, he also brought of the fatlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering, verse 5, but unto Cain and to his offering, he had not respect. And Cain was very what? Wroth. He was very angry. Say angry. angry. He was very angry and his countenance failed. Uh, verse 6. And the Lord said unto Cain, why art thou wroth? Why are you angry? And why art thou countenance fallen? We'll stop right there for a second. Continents, the term continents falling, fallen, uh, really talks about being what? Sad or depressed. So he's experiencing two emotional extremes. He's angry and he's depressed. Angry and depressed. Now we'll speak from the subject today, I believe, of doors. Because we're going, this is a brand new branch under the, um, under the series the king's meat doors. Now in this branch of, or in this 
volume of the series you want to say? You're going to, we're going to learn about, um, how spirits, how things can travel into our lives and how things can travel from our lives. A door is an entryway. A door is an opening. And, um, at this point, now we know that the, the first door was actually opened by Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Okay? Uh, when they opened the door for the enemy to come in, they, by partaking of the forbidden fruit, right? And that allowed the enemy access uh, into man. All right? The enemy was already there. The devil was already there on the planet. He could speak in the ear. He could speak in the ear. Of course, that's what he did with Adam and Eve, but he was not there in the human spirit. He could not inhabit the human body. Okay? All right. Now, we know that when possession, we'll look at some of this. We know that when possessions take place, the evil spirit is not so much in the body, not so much in the soul, but it's in the spirit. Spirit travels with spirit. Spirit in spirit, right? All right. Then as a spirit has possession of as an evil spirit or any spirit has possession of the spirit, the human spirit, it will try to influence itself on the soul. Now, the soul is made up of your mind, your will, your intellect, your your ability to choose. OK, your ability to function in this life. OK, that your soul is we could say is your steering wheel. It's your steering wheel determines which way you want to go. Uh, all your decision-making processes are right there in the soul. So a spirit will try to inhabit your spirit so that it will gain control or access over the soul. Once it controls the soul, it will control the body. Okay? Spirit, then soul, then the body. Okay? So the enemy, at one point, we see there in the, in the book of Genesis, uh, the devil had access to um, to try to influence the soul from the outside. Of course, he can try to do that by speaking words. If the ear gate is open to his voice, okay? He try to influence uh, by speaking words, try to influence your mind by giving you thoughts. Every thought that comes to your mind is not from you. You're not the, thought, you're not the author of every thought that comes to you, okay? Some people say, I don't know why I'm thinking all this nasty stuff. Well, it may not be you that's actually bringing that thought up in your head. Okay? Amen. All right. But we're going to look at a whole lot of that stuff at uh, how doors are open and what opens doors. And we're going to look at also how to close doors as we're in this volume of, volume of messages. So once again, I will solicit your help to pray for me. Amen? To pray, to pray, to pray that the Lord will release all these things. Because when doors are open, let's say, oh, let me ask you this question. How many of you at night would um, leave your front door standing wide open and go to sleep at night? Not many. It's not to say you think that somebody's going to come in and hurt you, but you don't know what other creatures or crawly things will enter in through the door. <laughs> But stray animals will come in, stray rats, snakes, or uh, spiders, lions, tigers, or bears. Oh, my. Okay? And you don't, we don't want the feeling of waking up and having something over us. <laughs> you got something to eat. Oh! Who let you in? Right? So we... Lock the doors. We not only close the door, but we lock it. 
okay, to prevent unwanted guests from entering in. Is that right? Amen. All right. So we're going to look at that, how to lock that thing up, lock it down tight. Okay. All right. But we're going to, there's a whole lot as we talk about doors. As a matter of fact, Jesus even says, I am the door. I am the door. And uh, he even says as well in the book of Revelation that he stands at the door and he knocks and he knocks, which also tells us that when a door is closed, it can also be closed to the demonic, but it can also be closed to Christ. And God gives the power of the door to us. He doesn't take the power of our door. We have the power of the door. We have the power to either lock him out or we have the power to let him in. Okay? So this is a powerful thing. And again, the word door uh, in the Greek, rather than Hebrew, in this context here, it means an opening. It means a doorway. We're going to go further into it, but it means an opening. It means a doorway, an entrance, an entrance. All right, shut the door. Don't let the flies in. Let's go back. Let's go. Let's finish reading it. All right. Uh, verse six says, and the Lord said unto Cain, why art thou wroth? And why is thy countenance fallen? We're really going to look really well at this today. If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth where? At the door. At the door. Sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire and thou shalt rule over him. And verse eight, and Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and took him to Walmart and took him to Red Lobster. No, he did what? He slew him. He killed him, right? All right. Had a conversation. All right, we're going to stop right there. Let me read this. Let me read verses uh, six through eight of the New Living Translation. I want you to hear how it reads here as well. Are you ready? It says, why are you so angry? The Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? It's a new word for us. Dejected, meaning sad. Okay, or sorrowful. Okay, why are you so dejected? Uh, you will be accepted if you do what is right, but if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you. You must subdue it and be its master. Are you hearing? Amen. All right. So there's just so much stuff we're going to see here. But I want you to notice something really just on the onset of this, that a door or an opening can Manifest an opening. Can now we say door opening? Door opening to what? To you. Okay, this is a door to you, and to everything that you influence. Okay, so don't think of a door in the building. I want you to think of a door in you. When a when an open there's a where there was no opening. Now here comes an opening for something to step in. Okay, now you control the door. You control the opening when it's open or when it's closed. Right away, we already know that a door or an opening or an entrance is made or manifest uh, through, through our actions, 
and also by our inactions. We can also say by our obedience or by our disobedience. Okay, by our obedience to the Lord, we can open the door for blessings to come through. When we're obedient to the Lord, we open ourselves up to blessings. When we're disobedient, the door can be closed, right? Uh, the Word of God declares um, uh, no good thing in the book of Psalms, no good thing will he withhold Will he withhold when we walk upright? Which tells me when we're not walking upright before him, some things are withheld. We can lock ourselves out. We can lock the door down to where it cannot be open to the blessing according to how we act, what we do, or what we don't do. Okay? Boy, y'all quiet. All right, let me give you just some just some thoughts that the Lord gave me about this, about this case, okay? God told Cain that sin was at the door, but he didn't do anything to move it. Okay? He told Cain, it's there, but there's nowhere in here where God came down with a bolt of lightning, struck the sin, and it went away. Okay? He's, he's telling him it's there. So God told sin that sin was at the door, but he didn't do anything to move it or to stop it. He showed him the reality of choice. God identified the problem, the danger, and also he gave, them, gave Cain an answer as to what to do about it. Then he, uh, of course, gave Cain the right to choose. And this is really taking the God kind of view. God sees the sin, knows the sin is there, makes us aware of the sin, and then he steps back for us to choose. Okay. He did at this point try to dominate Ken, uh, Ken, no, not Ken, Cain. <laughs> he did not try to dominate Cain here. We love you, brother Ken. He did not try to dominate Cain and force Cain into an action. He gave Cain a choice. Now, this is the God kind of view. Now, this is what we also have to realize here in the church. Someone comes in and they say, well, they have the sin of, you know, whatever, drinking or fornicating or what have you. They have all this sin. You know, most would go run out and try to tackle that sin. Why? When God doesn't even do that. He gives them the truth. He tells them what it will do to them. And then he gives them a choice whether to receive him or not. But what the church tries to do, uh, not all, praise God, but what some in the church try to do is try to be long rangers and, or trying to take the place of the Holy Spirit and arrest people in their sin. But this is not what God does. He tells you, here it is. This is what it will do. This is what I can do for you. And then he steps away and lets them make their own choice. Are you hearing? Amen. All right. So, all right, but let's look on. So he got, God gave uh, Cain a choice. Note that Cain, rather note that God told Cain, if you let sin in, it's going to try to control you. Let's read that again. Uh, look at verse number seven. It says, and unto thee shall be his desire and thou shalt rule over him. All the um, New Living Translation says, sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you. 
It's eager to control you. Now this, now I want you to see also how the Lord personifies sin. How he, has, how he gives it a, a, a personality. It's not just an it, it's a being, it's an entity. Okay? This entity can think. He said, it's crouching at the door. It's crouching at the door, which means it's thinking. It's waiting for opportunities, waiting for a chance. It has a plan. And it not only has the ability to come in if you open the door to it, it has the ability to actually come in and dominate or control you. But what is it? What well, what was it going to control Cain to do? What what did it have in mind? You always know what it is by what it does. And what did it do in Cain's life? It caused murder. It was a sin of murder. It caused murder. Okay. So it was waiting by the door. Ha! Oh, I can't stand that Abel. Ha! Let me in, Cain. Let me in, Cain. Ha! Ha! I'm gonna tear that Abel up. Ha! He think he's so good. Ha! Does that make sense? So it was crouching at the door, just like a lion crouches, ready to to uh, to prance on its pate on prey. Help us, Lord. Waiting to prance on its prey. Pounce on its prey. Somebody's not praying for me today. I don't know. But you catch what I'm saying today, right? The Bible also says that the enemy is like he's like a roaring lion walking about seeing whom he may devour. Okay? So this thing didn't just appear, it was already there, walking on the outside, seeing how to get in. And this is what evil spirits do. They walk on the outside, trying to find a door, trying to find an opening. They're trying to find an opening. The Lord said, when an unclean spirit, as a matter of fact, let's go ahead and get it. Let's go to uh, Matthew 12. Let's go to Matthew 12 chapter. Does anybody get anything out of this today? Yeah. I'm glad you're receiving from my pain today, as someone else said earlier. Let's go to Matthew 12. I want to show you some things here, and we could also go to another scripture. Let's get Matthew 12. Oh, this is so thrilling. Amen? All right, when you get Matthew 12, let me know you got it. All right, Matthew 12, let's look at verse number 43. Matthew 12, let's look at verse number 43. And it says here, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through what? Dry places, seeking what? Rest and finds what? None. Okay, this tells you the state of um, disembodied spirits. Dry meaning it's, it's the atmosphere is, um, it, of course, it is not comfortable for them. It's a dry area. It's lacking in comfort. And so they walk about in the, we could say, in the spiritual ether, if that's a, a term, 
but they walk about trying to find openings into the human body, into the human host, into the human spirit, because this is where it can fulfill its desires. Now, um, an unclean spirit of lust can't fulfill its desire in itself. I think I hit another chord somewhere. (laughs) It cannot fulfill its desire in itself. Okay? So it has to find a human body, a human spirit. Once it's in the human spirit, it takes control of the soul or tries to entangle the soul, right? Tries to dominate and influence the soul so that it can fulfill its desire. Okay, so this is why it's so bad here again when when individuals, they don't receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior and they die having that spirit still in them or influencing over them. After a time, uh, they're so enwrapped with that spirit, with the spirit of lust that they go into the lower parts of hell and they are there now no longer having a body but still having the desire. And so not only are they burning in the lake of fire with that being tormented, not only is the fire tormenting them, but they're also tormented by the fact that they have these desires that cannot be quenched. Okay? So this is why this is so bad. Someone says, well, I don't believe in Jesus. I don't believe in going to church. I don't believe in all that God stuff. Okay. What will God do? Will he come down and shackle and chain them? Absolutely not. He will show them truth. He will show them truth. He will show them the solution. And then he will step back and let them make a choice. Okay? Wow, isn't that something? Again, it says, when, when the unclean spirit is going out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest and findeth none. Verse 44, then he said, I will return unto my house. Now notice here again, he's thinking. This is not an it, this is a being. This is an entity who has the ability to think. I will return to my house from whence I came out. And then, or rather, and when he is come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. Now, when he's come out now, we are called the temple of the Holy Spirit, right? We're the house of the Lord. We are a house. We were created by God Almighty to house his presence. Okay? We are a house. You see my windows right here? I don't, I'm going to stop right there. We are a house. Okay? So, in this particular individual, the demon was cast out. The unclean spirit was cast out. Okay, but the house was still vacant. And so he goes back and he finds more of his buddies and they're going to take the house again. We're going to look at that in a second. But notice this, in the life of a born-again believer, when you receive Jesus, the Bible says that God gives you the deposit of his spirit. We become the temple of who? The Holy Spirit. He's in there. Okay? So when the enemy comes to your house, he should see that occupied sign and not vacant. In my note, seen that in the bathrooms? Occupied vacant, occupied vacant. Slip, slip. Okay, all right. So, there's occupied there, okay? Now, the Holy Spirit is not going to take a roommate. 
Okay, so these spirits come back. The Holy Spirit is there. He's not going to allow them to come in into your human spirit. There's not going to be, oh, 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 Holy Spirit, can I have this corn over here? No, there will be no such thing. He is the one who's possessing the human spirit when we receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. So these demons cannot possess a born-again believer spirit because the Spirit of God is, live, uh, is already living on the inside of them, okay? But an evil spirit can influence the believer, much the same way he did with Adam and Eve in the beginning. He can speak these words into the ears if our ear gates are open, if we are open, and we're going to look at this, uh, if we are open to hear him, hear the enemy's voice, if we are open to hear him, we can hear his voice, hear the enemy's voice, and, it, and the enemy's voice can turn us in a certain direction. Okay? Uh, there are tidal waves and moves of the spirit. You can be in the flow of something. There are different atmospheres. Okay, different atmospheres that you can walk into. I was, my wife and I went one place yesterday into a Christian bookstore. And I walked into the place and automatically, oh my God. Nobody said anything and all this other stuff, but I felt that, hey, Pastor Trout was not welcome in here. I said, hey, let's, we'll, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> Nobody said anything, okay? None of all that stuff, but the atmosphere. I got to get out of here, okay? Now, if the Lord has me, told me to go in there, then I'll, I'll change the atmosphere in the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus in this place, the blood of Jesus. I take authority over it right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Okay, if I got to be there, one of us going to go. It won't be me. It's going to be you, Okay? So you can walk into different atmospheres. I walk into different homes when, um, when um, families have been fighting, cussing going on. I walk in the door, immediately feel that stuff and take authority over it. You know, you can walk into different atmospheres. So different atmospheres can also influence you. Okay, can also influence you, but you can take control over it. All right, boy, we've gone a long place, haven't we? Look at verse 44 again. Then he said, I will return unto my house from whence I came out. And when he, when he is come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. All right, this place is cleaned up. All right, then goeth he and taketh with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself. Hold right there for a second. He finds the house empty, swept, and garnished. Now, there's only one thing that could uh, clean up a spirit. And that is the word of God. There's only one thing that can clean a spirit. You know, like when you move out of a house, you, you clean the house. The, the Lord, when the Lord, so this person obviously was possessed by a spirit or the spirit was in the house, right? Had his flat screen TV set up and all that stuff, furniture and all that stuff in that human spirit, okay? Jesus comes or the, or the hand of God comes and rejects them, gives them their eviction notice, get out, right? And so they receive the word of God, and the word comes in and it cleanses, it cleanses and washes and washes and washed, all right? But that person only received the cleansing. They did not take in the spirit. They didn't receive the Holy Spirit, okay? So at that point, 
They're free. In other words, they came to church and they say, oh, I feel so much better now. Oh, I feel so much better. Oh, since I laid my burden down, I feel better. So much better since I laid my burden down. Right? They feel great. And then they go back out in the world and find themselves in a worse shape. Let's look at this. Because they didn't take the full counsel of the word of God. They didn't receive the Lord as their savior. Verse um, 50, rather 45 says, Then goeth he and taketh with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself, that they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of the man is worse than the first. Even so shall it be also unto this wicked generation. Now, why did he go and take seven more spirits more wicked than himself? Now, I want you to notice something. Um, they also have the ability to think. They have partners. Hey, hey, Ralphie, come over here. We're going to, I got a house over here. But see, the one spirit was not strong enough to control the house, to keep the house. So it gets seven others. So now there's a total of what? Eight spirits. And the more spirits are there, the more they were, the more they will learn to uh, control or dominate the house which is what happens there to uh, the man they call legions. Right, how many of you in there? Lord, how many? We are legions because we are many. We are many. You know, and had so much control over that house, over the human form, that the man was, he was out of his mind, walking, he was running through the tombs, cutting himself and jumping on other people as they came that way. Okay, they had control over that vessel. Okay, when Jesus came and stepped up, we may look at it later. When Jesus came and stepped up, the man immediately fell down at the feet of the Lord, seeing the superior power. And one of the spirits railed up and said, what have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Jesus said, get out of him. Now, who was he talking to? That one that said it, because the next one came up. Who are you? We are legion, because we are many. Okay. So that one that was the main spokesman for the group is going out somewhere. All right. But now there was a question of what you're going to do with us. Can you just let us don't let us do this. Let us go in those swine of those pigs over there. Let us inhabit those, which also tells you, too, that not, not only are human spirits um, acceptable to these fallen spirits, but animals are, too. Okay, what's wrong with Cujo today? What's wrong with him? <laughs> Are you hearing? Amen. Well, think about the very beginning of time, the serpent, the serpent there in the book of Genesis. It was very clear. It was not the devil directly that spoke to Eve, Adam. It was the serpent. The enemy influenced the serpent and the serpent spoke to them. Okay, which means the enemy has access not only to humans, but also to uh, animals as well. Now let's go back to Genesis. So we're going to be seeing a whole lot of this stuff. Now, why, why is all this important to you? First of all, if you are not born again, please get born again. Please receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Other than that, you are accessible accessible to the enemy 
You wonder why all these shootings going on, all this stuff and all that stuff. Why all these people doing all these crazy things? They are accessible to the demonic. Accessible to disembodied spirits. Are you hearing? I want to get to the place that we want to really go to. Uh, We'll get to it. Praise the Lord. So much. And so we see here again that... um, That God told Cain, hey, the sin is there. Where is it? It's at the door. There is now an entrance. There's now an opening. What are you going to do, Cain? There's an entrance. Uh, Note, as we said before, that God told Cain that sin will try to dominate you and control you. We'll, we'll, We'll get to that, too. We'll get to that, too. Uh, what sin was? Uh, what sin was it? Of course, we know uh, it was a sin of murder, and it uh, produced that. Uh, and sin often, this spirit, this disembodied spirit, often postures itself, waiting to get in so that it can control. If you find yourself now, please hear this: if you find yourself really hyped up, really amped up for something, and you say, "Why am I feeling this way?" Why am I feeling this way? Why am I feeling? They just stepped on my shoe and I feel like slapping the mm out of them. Why is this? Okay. And if it goes on for a prolonged period of time and you really find yourself really amped up, really desiring something, really desiring it, and you don't know why you're desiring it, you need to check back. It may be an influence of a spirit. And once you deal with that spirit, bind it, cast it out, you'll find that desire goes. All right. Let me read you just a couple of verses, then we're going to close out for today. We can get really deep and really heavy. Is this too deep and heavy today? (laughs) Psalm 119, verse 133. You can write this down and make a note of it. Psalm 119, verse... 133 says this, order my steps in thy word and let not iniquity or that is sin have dominion over me. Okay, the psalmist writes, Lord, order my steps in your word. Your word is the your word is God's word is one way of keeping that door closed. Okay. And he says, let not iniquity have dominion over me or sin have dominion over me. Now, you know, when sin or a sin has um, control over you, you know it. You know it when it has access to your body. You know it. How you know it? Because you go to do something good and you find yourself doing something bad. Okay. You find yourself out of control. You want to stop. You say, oh, God, I want to stop. I want to stop. I want to stop. And it's like the brakes are gone. Okay, and you can't stop. Now, if this person is not a born again believer, they need to receive Jesus Christ immediately and receive the, the, the spirit of God in their hearts. If they are a born again believer and desires are still running amok, they need what's called deliverance. Okay. Now the Lord tells us to pray about that. Go to Matthew. Let's go to 
Let's go to Matthew. And you know this, this is called, many call this the Lord's Prayer, but it's actually the disciples' prayer. Look at Matthew 6, and then we're, I think we're going to really stop right here. I have so much more to give you. I have so much more to give you. You getting something out of that? Matthew 6. And um, read the verse, start at verse number 9, and, and you'll catch which verse it is. Some of you may already know. Matthew 6, verse 9 says, After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Where? And that's right. King James says, in earth as it is in heaven. All right. Now, where were your bodies formed? Out of the, out of the earth, right? He's not just saying pray for the planet. I'm a you. Okay. That uh, is it, the kingdom would come, that his will be done. Say in me. In me. As it is where? In heaven. in heaven. Which means, really, I should bring heaven with me everywhere I go. Amen. I should bring heaven with me. Isn't that something? Amen. Verse 11, give us this day our what? Daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. And 12, and forgive us our debts as we forgive what? Our debtors. Verse uh, 13, and uh, here's... Here, here it is right here. And lead us not into temptation, but what? Deliver us from, from evil. Okay, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. All right. Now, who is he giving this prayer to? Who, I mean, who was the Lord Jesus instructing? The disciples? Hmm. He's giving to the disciples. You sure about that? You sure what? Um... Somebody out there doing some crazy stuff, someone who was rejecting God. He, he, he gave it to disciples, right? You're right. He gave it to those who were following Jesus. And so to his followers, he said, this is how I want you to pray. I want you to pray. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. I want you to pray that God delivers you from evil. Hmm? Which means that there is still some evil there to be delivered. Okay? So that's some strong stuff. So we're going to talk about doors. And I'm very excited about it. Very excited about it. And uh, we're going we're gonna to see a lot. And I pray that in this in these series, in this volume of messages here as we do, do with King's Meet, that we'll see a tremendous amount of deliverance. Tremendous amount of deliverance. But you have to stay on the boat. You have to stay on the bus. Okay? And make sure that you give yourself to the Word of God to hear what the Lord has to say. Amen? Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise today. Amen? Hallelujah. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning 
Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.